Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Hello, welcome back to Cinematic Adventures for the final entry of Black History Month. Today, I have with me Ashley Stevens. Hi, Ashley. Hi. How are you? I am doing all right. How are you? I am doing good. The weather was good today. I'm not complaining. Um, We had a lot of snow. Now we don't. Although now we're going to go into the rainy season, I believe. So I'll have to deal with that. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to be happy with the good weather days. So when the bad weather days complain, I'm like, well, at least I had something good. But uh, at the end of the day, my family's healthy. I'm healthy. I'm a, we're alive. I, I I feel bad complaining about things. I rarely get invited to do like fun stuff like this, which is what I love to do. I know a lot of people may follow me on Twitter for political takes, but that isn't like my main thing that I like to do outside of work. I love watching movies. I love Queen Latifah. She's one of my favorite actresses. My cousin to me looks like her and reminds me of her. So it does. I'm just supporting because I have just superimposed my cousin over her. (laughs) (laughs) I watch everything she does. So when you said, what movie do you like? I saw Just Right. And I said, okay, it has to be this one. Want to know a fun fact about Queen Latifah? Yes, I do want to know a fun fact. I want to know all facts about her. (laughs) I think she's awesome. She has my birthday. Or I should say I have her. She's older. Wow. See, that's cool. I don't, I don't think anybody's born. Anybody cool was born on November 1st. Oh, March 18th. We have all the good people. We've got Dane Cook. Another fun fact about this particular podcast, the opening, the intro, like cinematic, the name cinematic adventures. And in the intro, you hear Dane Cook's cinematic adventures. It came from a Dane Cook joke. And he has wow. birthday. Adam Levine, same birthday. Vanessa Williams, same oh. birthday. Well, which Vanessa Williams? You know, there's two. No, there's one. There's <laughs> there's one. The other chick is a she's a fraud. She's not a fraud. She's, <laughs> she's there. She's you nice know. enough, but she's the one who needs to have the letter. Because don't nobody know who the hell she is. The there's Vanessa one. Williams. The, yes, the Vanessa Williams, the one who was in the pageant, the one who is the actress and the singer with the pretty eyes. Yeah. That Vanessa Williams, the one that everybody thinks of when you say Vanessa Williams, her. She okay. has my birthday too. <laughs> yeah, you have you have good people. I have I don't know I'm, 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 I don't know anyone. I don't think there's anyone with a November first. Oh, I'm sure there are. You so you were born on All Saints Day. Yeah, I was. Oh born my the God, day are you? Did Patrick's you grow up day. around Catholics? No. Wow, most people, only people I know, are like, oh, that's All Saints Day. I'm like, oh my God, did you go to Catholic school too? <laughs> horrible, horrible time for me. <laughs> No, but I just, I, I know a lot about religion. Um, my birthday is the day after St. Patrick's Day. And I was so close to being named Patricia. So did, that didn't happen. No offense yeah, to women I, named Patricia. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really know that many women that's named Pat- Patricia, but Jackie is a good name. Yeah, just right. Aside from your love of Queen Latifah, What did you love about this movie? One of the things I loved about this movie is the main character being like a plus size woman. She's considered plus size Mm -hmm. in that she falls like in love and she's not over sexualized. One of the things that I do not like about a lot of movies with bigger women is especially if they're black, but they either over sexualize her like she's super horny all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she is or she's, yeah, or she's um, like really super funny or, you know, she doesn't have really a personality outside of her being the bigger character. Mm-hmm. And I love that about that movie because that was in no, like it didn't even get mentioned, you know, her size or they didn't make seem like they didn't do this thing where, Ooh, she became, she was this person and look, she lost all this weight. And that's when she became, yes. beautiful. you know, I and I like know, even though they didn't mention it, they mentioned it. It's yeah. the unsaid reason as to why, like in the very beginning, she goes on a date with Liza Alonzo. And she's able to say, like, she's able to finish his sentences at the end of why he yeah. just wants to be friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's them saying, like, this is, we all know why. Yeah. And even and with that, her mom, like, man, I love Pam Greer, but fuck her in this movie. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't like how, you, you know, she was trying to make her into someone she is not. Or as if who exactly. she is as her whole person isn't, it's you know. good enough to get a man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because of size or, you know, things like that. And because in reality, when you just talk to regular people in your everyday life, mm-hmm. I see bigger people. And I mean, I'm I'm not super skinny either. So like I see people in relationships and in marriages and they have children and they're happy. But this disconnect when it comes to like Hollywood properly represent, you know, representing love, it's as if they can't fathom big people, plus size people, fat people, you, whatever you want to call, label us, cannot fathom us having loving relationships that don't involve us shrinking or losing weight or, you know, being super sad because we're big and not feeling love or not feeling beautiful because you can still feel that way. It really doesn't have anything to do with your side. So that's one of the things that I did like about this movie. I also like... Uh, the relationship with her and her dad, that was funny, probably because I have the men in my life, the, my uncles, who are always thinking that they can fix stuff. I'm talking about one person in particular who will never listen to this podcast because my <laughs> uncle's like, he's in his sixth. I know he doesn't, not going to listen to this, mm-hmm. but he does that. He is one of the dads slash uncles who believes he can fix anything. Refrigerator, microwave, car, don't get a new one. I'm sure I can fix this. <laughs> tell you that that is false because I've seen it. <laughs> so uh, you know, I really like that, and like that I like the dynamic between Leslie, who the character that she's playing. I love Felicia Rashad. I liked how because I love everything she does, but I just like the relationship and how she would talk to her son. I was like, is this really what you want? And just really having him look at the person behind the glitz of it all. Because um, Paula Patton, who isn't one of the greatest actresses. Oh, my God. She's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be nice. I'm just I'm just trying to be really nice because I'm not. She's terrible. So I'm saying, you know, she's not great. You know, she's not no. somebody who's not the absolute greatest, um, you know, so she did. She did pretty decent. She did what I guess needed to be done. She did what she could with what she, she had. Let's face it. In this movie, she essentially played herself. She played herself. But you know what? She played herself well enough <laughs> for this movie. Dude, there uh, are I so mean, many movies with her in it. I'm just like, you know, if she wasn't in this, this would have been a good movie. You know what? You know what movie I love? Speaking of Laz Lanza, who is 
my number one like celebrity crush. That movie, Jumping the Broom. I, that's the movie I was thinking of. I was like, that that's would really because be that's movie. what I was thinking. As soon as you she said wasn't it, in it, if she wasn't the lead actress, that. it would have been much better. Yeah, as soon as you said, man, there were so many movies that if she wasn't in there, it would have been great. And I was the first movie that came to mind was like, oh my god, that's Jumping the Broom. That, that yeah. That's because exactly the movie I was talking all about. All of these, and you had really good, you had Angela Bassett was in that movie. Yeah, it, oh. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, to me, it was well-directed. It was even well-written. It was, because, you know, it's just supposed to be like a light, you know, rom-com. It was light rom-com, kind of Christian-y. Yeah, it was, you know? it was a cute movie. And it, it was good for what it was. But the lead actress needs to be able to act. Yeah, it, it, no, yeah. it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I'm sorry, Paula. It was not. It wasn't <laughs> good. But you, and you know, and she's she's really pretty. She seems nice. I hope she is. I've never met her. I don't really care to meet a lot of celebrities. I'd like to just have them in my mind of being okay people. So yeah, maybe she's heroes. Hmm. Yeah, don't. I, I have you know. I have no intention of. I've one celebrity that I did meet by accident who just happened to be what I did not expect to be just incredibly kind was Monica, the singer. Oh, okay. I ran into her when I was in Atlanta one time. She was legitimately one of the kindest and nicest down to earth people that I've like just, cause at first it's like, is that Monica? And you know, and she's probably, cause I probably gave her this look like, is that Monica? Like, you know how you pause and somebody's looking mm-hmm. at you. Like is that, and then she ended up saying, "Like I am who you think I am." I was like, "I just want to make sure." Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to run up on you, but you know, she she was really genuinely cool. I haven't met a lot of celebrities, but I do remember that celebrity encounter and her just being so nice. I really liked her. I have, to- I've met a lot. I met. I used to work at LAX. I met a ton of celebrities. Um, oh, see, most of the black celebrities. I met, I met like you know the cast. You know the movie The Brothers, right? Yeah. The only one I haven't met is Shamar Moore. Oh, wow. <laughs> Quick little story. I was kind of, I, I wasn't a dick, but I wasn't the nicest. And I didn't realize it till later. I, when I met Bill Bellamy, he was sitting down to eat. And I walked up to him when I was like, oh my gosh, a total dick moment. I know I'm saying it ahead of time, right? I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, because he like, he made eye contact with me because I was like one of the few black women working there. And um, he was like, you know, being really nice and everything. And I walk up and I'm like, yo, one of my friends loves you. Can I get your autograph for her? I, <laughs> I, that was, I mean, you can't. For me, I was just like, my friend Tiffany loves you. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm reacting like, not me. I don't give a <laughs> Like, not me, though. Like, my friend <laughs> Tiffany likes you. Not me, though, but she does. So while I'm here, can I, you know, I, does he, is he as handsome in real life as he is on TV? So I think he's handsome. He's a, he looks the same to me. He looks exactly okay. the same. Okay, so that's good. So, you know. Very few, the few exceptions, most people are fairly close to, the you know, the person who looks the most different is Hayden Christensen. To me, he looks way hotter in person. Oh, well, that's that's good because I don't think he looks that attractive on film. Oh, so. I, oh. so yeah, my, I, mean, I had a manager who knew that, like, I love movies and that I know like who all the actors are especially like i love star wars so he sent me i was a server at lax and he sent me out of my section he was like go take care of that table and i was pissed because i was like because like at the time like you have like you know seven tables and he's like go take that eighth over there and you're like yeah you know Oof. 
So especially, like, if it was, especially if it's out of your, I used to be a waitress, especially if it's out of your section. Yeah. And I hate yeah. taking tables out of my <gasps> section. Well, now I got to go outside of my section. Yep. And I didn't think like this manager knows me. There's a reason why he did this, but I was just pissed. And I walk over like, basically like, what do you want? Like I am busy. Yeah. What? And he's like talking all shy and everything. And I was like, okay. And as I'm talking to him, like I ask him a question and he looks up cause he's wearing a hat. And that actually does work by the way, the whole wearing a hat, keeping your head low. If you keep oh. your head low, people do not pay like in LA, nobody gives any, there are no fucks. So we don't pay attention. We don't give a shit. So if you're like actually wearing like glasses and you keep your head low, we're not going to be looking to see who you are. We don't care. So he was, he had his head down because he was like reading a menu and I was talking to him and he was just very quiet. So I didn't pay attention to the voice. And then he looked up and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh, this is why. This is why you told me to come over here. Exactly. Like immediately it clicked fuck, this is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> this is Aiden Christensen. And then it, it also immediately clicked like, this is why he sent me to this. Oh, okay. And then it's like, know. oh, I can't be mad at you anymore. Thanks. Because I was... <laughs> I literally changed a meter in the middle of what the word. I yeah. was saying the word Coke and I was like, Coke. <laughs> like, this is why he sent me over Because you know in your head as you're walking over there, you're like angry. Uh huh. Yeah, and it was it was visible. It was palpable. Yeah, like you're cursing them out in your head, walking to this other table. At the same time, yeah. not trying to let the people at the table know that you're mad that you have to come over there. Yeah. And so I'm talking to him, like, okay, what else? Like, what do you want? Let's go. I have shit to do. You're my eighth table. Let's do this, right? <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, what can I get you? What else do you want? Like, do you want? How do you want it? Okay. And then he was like, yeah, and a Pepsi. And I'm like, we don't have Pepsi. It's Coke okay because that's the moment he looked up <laughs> and he smiled and i was just like Come on, i'm dead just go ahead and call it time of death like we're gone <laughs> was he a um a nice person like yeah he that's why he smiled because he he looked up and he saw the look because like i have i need to wear that shirt that's like i can keep myself shut my, my, my mouth shut but my face i can't yeah so I have one of those faces that just like, it screams, even though like, I'm not saying anything. So when he looked up, he saw my face and my face was like, holy fuck, this is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> like this is Hayden Christensen. And the moment, like the moment he saw that his face reflected. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, so he's like ha, you had no idea who I was and now you do. And you know exactly who I am. And I just like dead. My face was like, okay. I'm dumb. And then he smiled and gave me this kind of like, it's okay. Look. And then I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to go pass out now. And then I'll, you know, I'll be back and try to be normal after that. (laughs) So so I was like, there's a lot of nonverbal communication going on. I mean, you know what, when it happens though. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That was, I'm glad you were able to meet him and that he was, nice in person and he does look even better in person oh he's a sweetheart you know the nicest so he is one of the nicest people but like one of the people that i i didn't have one encounter with but i talked to him all the time and i can like vouch this dude is genuinely one of the he's a real dude and he's one of the nicest people on the planet and that is uh joshua jackson oh he used to come in all the time he was filming fringe and they would all come in. None of them had an entourage. They all came by themselves. He would come to my my restaurant and just sit and like 
he would either just drink a beer or he would drink a beer and have like a meal. And he would, he remembered me and he would talk. Do you know who else is nice, but is completely insane? Who? Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah. 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 I can see that. Oh, he absolutely. You you didn't have to tell that. Like, you know what? I wouldn't think that Joshua Jackson was a mean person either because he seems really laid back. He he's like he is extremely laid back, extremely nice. He remembered me. Then the reason why I thought of Dennis Rodman was because like there are two celebrities who came in all the time that actually bothered to remember me. And they were Joshua Jackson and Dennis Rodman. So they would see me and be like, oh hey. So they like acknowledge like yes, you are a human being and I've seen you before. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody you know, else would be like, I don't I've never seen you before. <laughs> it's like you literally yeah. saw me last week. Like it was I think that's good. I um when I go out to eat again because I was a waitress. Mm-hmm. The person has a name tag. I'm not going to say, hey, you. We and didn't have name tags, though. We all didn't. Like, most places do. And if I see you, oh, but if I see you over and over again, at some point, I'm going to make it a point to either get to know you, say, say your name, or at the very least, acknowledge you and say hello. In yeah. a friendly way. Sean Penn is another one who's really nice. Oh. kind of stole yeah, him. I thought he was, I thought he was a dick. I always no, he's, he was a that sweetheart. he would be a complete asshole. He walked in because um, he ordered something. He didn't like it. And I was like, okay, I'll take it off of your bill. And he was like, no, 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 no. I ordered it. I'll pay for it. And I'm like, if you don't like it, I'm not going to make you pay for it. And he's like, well, it's not your fault. He, and he was he's like, like, well, it's not your fault. I don't yeah. like it. I just did. Like, I just to, me, did yeah. to me, he seems like one of those people who like, if he's a prick, you earned it. Because he oh. did not. Because like, he, he was like nice as possible to everybody that he encountered. Um, another one, Daniel Baldwin. He's not a well-known person, but he can't, he was there with his daughter. And the line is like always like halfway to the airplanes. And I saw him. I was walking back in and I saw him and I was like, hey, I can give you a table if you want to just come in. And he was like, no, I'll wait like everybody else. Hmm. So And I was like, you got your daughter. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's like she can wait, too. <laughs> so I was like, all right. But meanwhile, his younger brother. <laughs> His you brother, um, Billy, it's the one, not the youngest, but um, the one that's like second to youngest. He acted like, where's my royal treatment? Because he came in and he was like, I need to be seated away from all the like the plebes. I don't want to be near people. And then he's the kind of guy who like anybody who walks by, he's like, hey, I need something. Back to just right. Because we're getting off topic. <laughs> so back to we, just Clearly right. we um, do that. We, I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to your listeners. I'm so, so sorry that we were that I've come to the conclusion that Jackie and I, you're a good conversationalist and we start talking about other stuff. I'm so sorry. But we don't, can stick to this right. Worry. They are used to it by now. Okay. Because that's, is... I mean, I'm going to say you're, I'm going to blame it on you. I'm not going <laughs> to say you're a good that's conversationalist. A I'm sorry that Jackie's a good conversationalist and we got off topic. But the movie, <laughs> <laughs> but the movie just right. What made you put this book on the list? Not book, the movie on the list to watch for. Black I like it. Um, when I was writing the list of movies, so in case because I've mentioned like the list has come up in every podcast just about this this month. When I was when I contacted people before I did, I wrote a list of movies for them to choose from. The reason I did that is because. I wanted to, number one, give people an area, like give people just a list to pick from in case so that they don't have to like think for too long, try to come up with a movie. They can just get some ideas. Two, I had criteria for this month. If you will notice, not one movie this month had to do with us being crack addicts, 
or drug dealers or getting arrested or any of the negative stereotypes or like not having a father or any of the negative stereotypes that deal with black people. Not one movie was a slave movie. Not one movie was suffrage porn. Yeah. And even if you had picked one of those, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't have watched it. I would have said, you know, I don't think this is going to be for me. (laughs) This month was all about celebrating, celebrating black history, but also conversations with black people about movies that are about our lives because most of us do have fathers most of us do not do crack most yeah have not been arrested have not and and not only do most of us have fathers i mean because the statistics are out there we've been talking about this for years Uh they are involved in our lives Uh and if for some reason just right yeah her father was there helping her that's the same thing my father would do it's it's pretty and and even if you don't yeah, and even if you didn't like in my case, because my dad passed when I was younger, I had my mom has had has brothers. I have plenty of uncles and great uncles and cousins who were like, oh, well, I guess we, you know, you have to step in and do that. And growing up, my friends, their dads were around. So and it was extremely common. Mm-hmm. So But if you look in the media, you would think that like all of us are crack addicts or something. All of us are crack addicts. And it's like, no, my mom. There's not a single father that stays home and raises his kids. That's not my reality. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's not the reality for just about anybody that was in this podcast that like talked with me. So uh, most of us, like our fathers are there, you know, and they raised us. Yeah. And I think maybe it's, um, maybe it's a generational thing too. I'm not sure, but I don't, uh, even if I'm thinking about my cousins that are older than me, like, no, they know that. Like my, my, my granddad, my, my mom, she was born in the sixties. My granddad was around for, for me. He passed away about 10 years ago, but I mean, he raised all six of his children. He was mm-hmm. there and he was in the air force. So I don't, that's not my experience. And it's not exactly, it's, it's not only, is it not my experience? It's not the experience of the majority of the people that I knew growing up even that weren't related to me. They're like, I went to school with. Right. And I've been, even in the time when I grew up in a majority black neighborhood, going to a majority black school. Yeah. For me, if you're going to choose anything from the media, my upbringing was closer to the Cosby show than what you see on the news. So, and I'm really sick of this notion that black people have to be servants or we have to be subservient we can have our own stories we can be the main character and you know what we don't have to be the wise negro we're not we're so there's this thing where like we're either subjugated or we're perfect and that is none of us yeah or we are, are that level this, in between yeah or we're supposed to be the saviors for like mm-hmm. the white protagonist mm-hmm. and we're there to guide them Yes. Our wisdom. Even when we do get our own, like when, when a movie is about us, there has to be a white guy to save us. That's why there's no green book on this list. That's why there's no the bright side or whatever that movie is with Sandra Bullock. They no, it's there. One criteria I had was no white saviors. If you're going to tell the story of a black, you know, tell a black story, tell the story, let the black people be the characters. We don't need a savior. Remember that movie? I feel like it started like the real white savior-ish thing was that movie with Michelle Pfeiffer and Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Minds. I was really young when that movie came out. I don't think I even saw it in the movie theater, but I distinctly remember watching that like in 
middle school or something over the summer, you know, the summer programs. Mm-hmm. And it seems like once that after that movie hit, there was like a swarm of white savior movies. And I was just like, this isn't even realistic. This doesn't even happen in real life. White people do not save us. No. Like I could see if, and that's what troubles me about the the white mythos that they create when they do these movies, where they create this thing where they're saving the minority, the black person. In our case, we're talking about black movies. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mirror their real life. And then it makes me wonder, do they think that mirrors real life? Do they think they're out here saving the Negroes? You know, well, part of some of them, yes. Anybody who has almost, okay, I don't want to say anybody, but a lot of people who have Black Lives Matter in their Twitter bio, yes. Because if you if you look at what they actually say, you're like, hold up, that does not jump Black Lives Matter. Not matching. But what I, the reason why I think they do this is because it's out of a sense of guilt. Like they don't want, they don't want people to look at them harshly so they're like it's okay we saved them like yeah we are the oppressors but we're also the savior it's like their way of balancing the equation i don't think they actively do it from a sense of like white supremacy it's just that hook of like well like perfect like perfect example thanksgiving yes we massacred them but hey we were able to break bread with them once let's all just celebrate that yeah and let's like let's not talk about the atrocities we committed towards um the indigenous people of america's let's just you know we're past that now they love to get get past things without reconciliation (laughs) yeah like where these schools where like these people these hardened students like they you know they had me thinking that like new york and new jersey and places like in philly oh like the way that they described like um compton and la was like this is the most dangerous place these kids are out of control. Like you should be afraid in these brave souls that are just trying to save these Negroes are going to do everything they can within their white power to <laughs> save them from themselves. So, you know, when you're young, mm-hmm. I thought that was real, even though it in no way mirrored my life. Because the way they describe these black schools, I'm like, I don't know anybody. It's part of manufacturing consent. It's it's framing the narrative. And that's why all the movies for this month, like my goal was to destroy that narrative and be like, no, we're real people. We can be in rom-coms too. We find love. We find joy. We have, you know, we go through sorrow. People die. Like the same thing. People say, oh, let's tell black stories. And they mysticize us or mythicize us or whatever. And, it's, and I kind of want to say, you know, a black story is an everyday story, right? Yeah, you like, could literally take most stories that have like just regular like white narrative, just a couple tweaks and you basically yeah. take that take that script, put a black actress in the lead role, one that could act, not Paula Penn. Yeah. And just a couple of different tweaks to the dialogue and that's, that's a black it. story. That's really all you need. We're not that different. Not not that different at all. Like, that's one of the things I'm like, oh, we want to tell Black stories. It's like, you know, you could have a movie about a Black teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher. She's living her life and it's a rom-com. And she, you know, one of the kids, her uncle comes to pick her up and she's the teacher and she's single. And, you know, they fall in love. Like that happens. Like very basic stuff like that. This guy, he's a post, you know, he's a post, drive, post office driver, like a, I don't know what, 
I feel like I'm not getting the word right. And I don't want to call him Mr. Postman because then that song's going to play in my head. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's delivering the mail and the woman comes out or she's delivering the mail and the guy comes out to check his mail because he's looking for a package and then their eyes meet and then they, you know, you, you fall in love or, you know, it's a bunch of college kids. They're going on a road trip. Or high school kids that's going on a road trip to look at college campuses or they're going on spring break and maybe they're using their spring break time in college to like volunteer because this college I went to a lot of us for our spring break. It was like it was known. It was a triple AS, which is African-American student, African-American Association for Students. And every spring break we had a map out of places that we could go to for service. We did all of that. You can you can frame a story around that. There's a few things in the Black experience that white people just don't experience when it comes to like racism, even either soft or hard. And there's certain barriers that are to us. But we find love. We have moments of joy. We go through trauma of losing someone or being diagnosed with a disease or we get our dream jobs. We get opportunities to travel the world. You know, we we meet people, you know, in, in all kinds of circumstances. So I can say this, this narrative lately of Black voices, and I'm talking about people like Ava DuVernay, by the way, who just seems to like to pimp out Black pain. Oh, my gosh. Black trauma. Or oh. they want to pimp out historical figures like right now I can see like the black <laughs> I can see the new wave of movies coming where we're talking about not just the black civil rights heroes that we've all known before in love but they're going to start really digging deep to get to know like black panthers so that's really big right now because you can see the uptick in the black community with more of us connecting and reading and just really trying to figure out how we can help each other and because of social media and our reach is far now and the internet we're able to connect with other people and find out you know who these people really were that we didn't learn in school back on topic because we keep we just gonna go all day for this okay so just right Let's uh, bring the narrative. So Just Right is about Queen Latifah, who, she, her name's Leslie, right? Yes, Leslie. Literally Leslie, right? <laughs> um, yeah. She is a physical therapist and she loves basketball. Yeah, like, she loves she, the Nets. She loves basketball the way I love movies. She specifically loves the Nets. And she just bought a house. It's a fixer-upper. And her dad is doing that whole, I could fix it in like, but not really. No. <laughs> Basically, he keeps breaking shit even more. Bless his heart. He he tries. He does try. It just does you know doesn't work. And she it starts out with she goes on a date with Lazalonzo. And by the way, I just I realized earlier that Lazalonzo started Black History Month and he is going to end it. Ooh. He because the first film that I did for this month was Stomp the Yard, and he's in Stomp the Yard. Yes, he is. And the last movie is Just Right, and he is in Just Right. I mean, that's a good way to, I would love to be just Laz Alonzo in the morning, Laz Alonzo at night. I mean, he is just extremely, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. That that man is so sexy to me. Like, I, I you know. That's he's the, too big now. He's in The Boys. Have you seen him lately? Yeah, he's, he's really about to. He bulked look. up. I don't like that. I'm, you know what? A lot of people are like, oh, you got like, there's this, this stigma about Hollywood. Like you have to get huge, like, like um, Hugh Jackman and Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. And I'm like, actually you guys were sexier before you did that shit to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I think The Rock has taken it to a level that is just absurd. It's, it's obscene. <laughs> like, you, we know that you're doing, you've got to be doing steroids. We know this is not natural. Um, as long as he does All of them are. I, yeah, oh, definitely. You don't lose that much. Start. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not transforming their bodies that quick just from food, diet, like a personal trainer. Like, they're definitely doing something on and top I, of that. I personally feel like like the best, the prime Henry Cavill was in The Immortals. I loved The Immortals. I know that movie got a lot of shit from a lot of people, especially since um that guy that played in Twilight was one of the gods. But I like Luke Evans. Oh, I love Luke, Luke Evans. Zeus. I love Luke yeah. Evans. He's extremely versatile. I don't understand why he isn't a bigger star than what he is. Good he's, question. He should be. I think he's really good. I thought that that movie was good. Henry Cavill did look at, I, I didn't even realize that that was him until I saw it like a second time. He Did he not look amazing in that movie? He did, but that the thing like is- physical perfection. And as and Superman, he, I'm like, you're, when, he you're went to super, when I When I went back and watched The Immortals, because I was watching it not because he wasn't really a huge star when I saw them, when The Immortals came out. Right. He was and barely were, a name. Yeah, Luke really. Evans was a bigger name. name than anybody else. And then he got Hollywood and I feel like his face, like he doesn't even look the same. Yeah, because his face is three times the size. Yeah, like okay, I'm like, his, okay, I thought it was just me. So I'm thinking. His, no, his so as he got there. older, it basically he changed when he got the Superman role. Not with the first, not with Man of Steel. Man of Steel was kind of like the beginning. But by the time he came out for Batman v Superman, I'm like, what did you do to yourself? Yeah, what's, yeah, like what's going on? here I, whatever it is that's going on i gotta say i don't like it exactly go back to the normal body you had you know what i just rewatched spider-man 2 because i'm getting ready to, to do an episode on that and there's a, a scene when um toby mcguire takes off his shirt and i was like is this the last movie where somebody's playing a superhero and their version of being ripped is just like their version of being ripped and yeah. they don't have this like cookie cutter cutout look because he was ripped, but he's like, like now he's like every day dad bod because he wasn't, he didn't have an eight pack. He just had like Tobey Maguire ripped. And I was like, that's perfectly fine. Because it's normal. It's, exactly. it's a little more Now I will say that I don't mind that Alonzo's a little, a little thick. I will tell you that I'm biased. I would take Laz Alonzo thick. I would take a medium. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take him thin. I'll take him big. Like, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not kicking Henry Cavill out. Like, you I'm know? not, I'm not gonna, like, <laughs> I genuinely, like, it doesn't matter. I just like Laz Alonzo. Right. But I have noticed that he was definitely bigger. And I'm from, oh, I can see the difference between season one and season two. Yeah. That's and what like, I'm saying. Like, it's like, when is this going to end? Like, what is enough for these guys? Because they just keep getting bigger. Because, bigger. you know, there has to be something where the studio heads, when they think about like what they envision, I think. And then it would be good to have this conversation with, because we talk about women and what the media and movies do to women and women's body. And we end up having body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. The same thing is happening for it's, men. We just exactly. don't talk about it. It's not talked about. And it's kind of like you are, you have a body and you're trying to achieve a body that is unattainable. Mm -hmm. And because they don't stay like that forever. The only person that's been able to maintain that is The Rock. But Ben Affleck turned, you know, he got that muscle. As soon as the movie's over, bam. Okay, I'm just going to go back to living. All yeah. of them do. 
They all do because yeah. you can't make because it's you can't maintain that. You can't maintain it because it's unreal. That's why um Hugh Jackman, who I do love him, he's like one of my little favorite people. Even though I don't think he's like a phenomenal actor, he's good yeah. enough. Um, he seems like a really nice guy. For oh, a movie, I love he and Ryan Reynolds. Like the huh? two, I love he and Ryan Reynolds back to back. If you just do yourself a favor and either follow them on Twitter or follow their YouTube channel because it's it's gold. To oh, the they have a YouTube channel together. Uh, no, Daryl. So Ryan Reynolds has a YouTube channel and he'll only post like they may as well be TikToks because they're literally like 30 seconds to a minute, but they are they're gold. It's like okay, it, yeah. it's always like him calling out it'll be him calling out Hugh Jackman or Hugh Jackman calling him out. And the best thing is just like Ryan Reynolds, his humor is mostly self, de- you know, self depreciation because like. He'll say like he'll he'll go on this this rant about how horrible Hugh Jackman is, but then like the next video will be Hugh Jackman calling him out, and he'll just kind of look at the screen like a sad puppy. He won't even respond to it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I need to check that out, man. Because I they are hilarious. Like, yeah, I like them, and I but even even they were saying, and Ryan said it, and you know, and I, I appreciate the fact that Hugh Jackman was saying he's like, listen, like I'm almost fifty. Which would I have to put my body through? to do these movies and to stay that is just too much. And it's not like, it's not a healthy way to live. So that's one of the reasons why he said he wouldn't reprise the Wolverine role anymore. And I'm it glad been, because I didn't like him as Wolverine. I did like him as Wolverine because he's, he's too already, big. He was already embedded. Well, Wolverine, first of all, he was actually too, too tall too. Cause Wolverine is short. That's what I'm saying. Real, like, exactly. Here, like here I never my, got over that. I'm bringing out my nerd car. Like Wolverine is really only like five eight. Like he's no, four, he's shorter five. than that. He's like he's five, shorter five? than five four. No, he's shorter really? than five four. He's, I feel like like he's a short dude. Like, he is. Five, like he's not supposed to be tall. He is supposed to be stocky, but he's not supposed to be tall. However, I still like how he played Wolverine, playing that character. Yeah, he, he got the essence of Wolverine. He, he plays him well. But and I you know never what? got over that. the fact that, like, here's Mr. You know, 6'12", gonna sit here and pretend to be 5'2". Like, that shit doesn't work. It's no, not, it doesn't work. Wolverine is short. <laughs> not only that, what I will say, that he played Logan, old man Logan, mm-hmm. extremely well. That movie, Logan, and I don't care what anybody says, I'll die on this hill. That was a good movie. It was really Logan made up for the Wolverine and Wolverine Two. Okay, first of all, time out. Mm-mm, no, the only thing that made up for the Wolverine was the debt was Deadpool Two when he went back in time and shot himself. When he shot himself, <laughs> yeah, he went back in time and he was like, although that fight scene, that scene again the was well, the fight scene at the end of the Wolverine, you know, mm-hmm. with him. You know Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. It was a it was a phenomenal at the time. It was a good fight scene. I enjoyed that action. Was it they a lot of showed TV the Merc with the mouth's mouth shut? Yeah, that is unforgivable. They did, and then they had him have laser eyes. He's yeah, not Superman. They don't like these people have never read a comic. They they never they didn't read a lot of the comic. <laughs> but I will say because I did like Logan, and I did, even though I've read the comics, I knew it was going to happen. I still cried. I like Logan. But I think they did with with the characters they had, they did well enough. I don't think that it was I, I just recorded an episode on Logan like Monday. But what I said in that episode was or there are parts of the comic that they adapted 
that I don't like. I actually liked the comic version better and I'll get it. Like just version is pretty much always going to be better. It is. Yeah. But there are like, there are certain things they did. Like, for example, the fact that professor in the movie, professor X is the one who killed off all of the X-Men. Whereas in the comic, it was Logan himself. And I feel like that difference hurt the movie because it's a more it's more introspective because in the comics Logan had the ability to fully pop his claws he refused because he personally killed all the X-Men and in the movie he was having a hard time because the adamantium was poisoning him which again in that episode I end up talking about why that's kind of ridiculous as well so I won't get into all of that like y'all can just listen to the episode it's coming soon but yeah I get into why Logan was not as great to me as everybody else thought, but I still liked it. I still think that Wolverine is short, but whatever. Um, okay, back to just right. Because we keep getting, we <laughs> keep getting do. off topic. Okay, so she goes on a date with Liza Alonso and he's like, oh, you know, it seems like the date is perfect. He's catering to her and every move. And then at the end, he was like, because she was like, hey, on the next date, why don't we do X, Y, Z? And he was like, oh, you know what? You'd be a great friend, but I just got. You know, I really didn't him. like how that happened. Like, because you know, he went in there like he knew how he was flirting. Like, I, I didn't like that. Was a dick move. Neither did I. I didn't like yeah, that. it was a dick move because he wasn't. That date was a date. He wasn't acting like they were friends. Like it yeah, was. He was there acting were like they were dating. Saying, exactly. Like that was definitely a date because she like like when um he wanted to order tiramisu and she was like I don't want to order tiramisu and he was like what if I feed it to you like you don't yeah. say that to your friend you don't say that to your friend as somebody that you're not interested in exactly the whole date was structured to where he was straight up hitting on her and then at the end she didn't even ask for like a good night kiss or anything she just said hey next date because they had both just said we had a great time. So why wouldn't she think there would be a second date? And that's when he hits her with, oh, yeah, um, no. Dick move. Yeah. Dick move, Lazlanto. It, it was a, that was a dick move. I didn't like that. I, I mean, you know, I don't like to, he's a character, so I can criticize him for that. And I'm not criticizing him as an individual. That was absolutely a dick move. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, 100% I didn't like that the writing like I don't feel like she should have called him out on it like that would have been good to call him out on that that's one thing I wish that movie had done had called him out you know what I feel like at that moment she didn't have the energy anymore like she had been dealing with that so many times that she was just like whatever like because I kind of got the feeling at that moment she was like okay enough dudes are doing this to me that there's something about me that they don't want to date like she was starting to take it personally as opposed I feel like with her character the first couple of times a dude said that to her, she probably did get pissed. But by now, like you saw, she was finishing the sentences because she'd heard this so many times. And I can I can totally understand that, especially when she goes home and or like she deals, she talks to her mom and her mom is like, well, you have to do X, Y and Z to get a man. And then her cousin is saying the same shit or friend, whatever, saying the same shit. And you even see like her mom pulls the ultimate dick move like, oh, these these are the earrings I wore when I got your dad and blah, blah, blah. It tells the whole family history and then pivots and like psych, like I'm going to give them to her because she's the pretty one. Like, what kind of shit was that? Uh uh-uh, Pam Greer. No. OK, <laughs> yeah, that was no, a little bit of that was a tomorrow. Oh, well, I know that, you know, you don't really like stuff like this. Yeah. But then you know what? 
again, that was a dick move because don't start out talking about family history and then turn around and give it to the girl that's not related to you. At all, at all, in any way. Because for, for, I couldn't remember, like, is that really her cousin? Is that not her cousin? I was like, wait a minute, they're not even... Yeah, because because Queen Latifah even or Leslie, I keep I I always call the actors' names. Anyway, Leslie. You know, I can't actually, remember what Common's name was in the movie. I can remember that Queen Latifah's name was Scott. Leslie. What was his name? Scott. Scott. Okay. Yeah, Scott McKnight. I can remember the main characters, but the side ones get a little little wackadoodle. The Leslie says several times in the movie, like, "This is my friend that I grew up with." Letting you know that, like, they're not actually related. She was being nice to her. And speaking of being nice to her, how are you going? If you're staying with someone, obviously rent free because this half did not have any money. How are you going to just dump the dude? You asked her to work for your man and you're just going to dump him and not even, not only not tell him, which is a dick move, but not give her the heads up when you're the heads up with the courtesy. Her. And I'm sitting up here like, if y'all are going to be quote unquote family, there's just certain codes uh-huh. that you have. And I think I kept thinking that that was her cousin. I just kept getting you know, confused. I feel like she said that was my cousin at one time or so, or God sister, something. Anyway. They, they, they give that vibe because the first couple of, I've seen this movie several times. The first couple of times I thought she was her cousin. And then I realized, I think the very first time I thought she was her sister. And then the second time I thought she was a cousin. And then the more I watched, I'm like, oh no, she's not related to her at all. She's just a family friend. Yeah, like, but they, they really gave it that vibe. So until this conversation, I'm still like, aren't they like cousins or something? But like, I have cousins that I am extremely close to. We grew up together. I would never do my cousin like that. Right? Like ever. Like I wouldn't, first of all, I'm my grown up. Like I can understand when I was younger, the ghosting. If you, I did that. Especially if you feel like this is what I got to do just to get out of the situation. A lot of guys don't understand why someone in ghost. But she mm-hmm. was just a selfish bitch. That's the thing though. It's not the fact that she was ghosting him. It for one, it's the fact that she didn't bother to give to tell, her, to her cousin the heads up. Yeah. And like, also the reason why she ghosted the, that's him. That's against the family code. Yeah. Like, you don't know. And it and on top of that, like it's not like she didn't, you know, it's not like she was just working with him through her own business. You literally asked her to put her job on hold. And go live, leave her house that she was fixing up. Basically, put your life on hold and go and fix my man so that I so that I don't lose him to this other chick because I don't trust her. And then you don't have the courtesy of saying, by the way, I'm going to leave him. Like, that's fucked up. There's no other way to put that. And the other thing about it is the reason why she did that isn't because oh, she just felt they were incompatible or because he was mean to her. It was because she saw his career might be over and she is nothing but a gold digger and needed the next, she needed to get to the next dude. And the thing is, she didn't even have the wherewithal to still be a gold digger because the guy's still going to be rich. He just won't be starring. Like she wanted, she didn't just want the money. She wanted the access to what he could provide. Because remember she was talking about, Mm -hmm. oh, the girlfriends and the wives, they get a special section. And she wanted to be in that special section. And this one girl, she has a bag line and she wants to start a line. She wanted to turn herself into a brand, which closely mirrored what a lot of it girls were doing for a time, like how that was a thing with the Kardashians and a few other people. Like that was the thing to do for a hot Mm -hmm. minute to just to have a clothing line or a perfume line or something. Now it's cosmetics and facial stuff. It'll be something else because celebrities are just like regular people. They just copy whatever they think is trendy and they just copy the popular kid or whatever. 
Yeah, so, nowadays she would want to be an influencer, but back yeah. then, her in order to be an influencer, she saw it as she had to have an in with basketball with like a basketball man, which to me made no damn sense because she doesn't even like basketball. She was literally just there to get a man. That's why she was wearing like this dress and everything, like the very first the beginning of the movie when they were like, "Oh, we're going to the basketball game." Leslie's wearing a Nick a Nets t shirt or a Nets uh, jersey and jeans. And her mom and um, Paula Patton's character, who I don't even bother to remember because she's just a bitch. Anywho. No, I cannot remember her character. And then poor, bless her little heart, she really cannot act. No. Um, so so she was like, what? You're not wearing a dress? And I'm like, okay, you're the odd one because you're going to a basketball game. You don't wear a dress to a basketball game unless no. you are you are one of those bitches that sits in the stands. You know, the basketball women at least learn basketball. So that you yeah, can have some because, kind of conversation. Yeah, you know? well, I will admit, like when I was in college and I was like dating, I had a boyfriend, or even after then, I would like wear a dress and go to the game with him because I wanted to be a, wanted to look cute. Like, but you, I so, but there's a difference though because you were going to the game to support him, right? Yeah, well, I like basketball, so I was going anyway. But I'm definitely okay. Going that's to my point. She doesn't even like basketball. She even and like she's it. going just to get a man. She's not going to support somebody. Yeah, and then I mean, to me, I that's, wearing... that's completely different. Like those wives are going to support their husbands. Yeah, she is going to be one of those wives. That's a yeah, completely different objective, you know. And like the dress I'm wearing is like you know regular, like a like cute little spring dresses, you know the basic stuff you can get from like Target. It wasn't like sexy. She was wearing sexy stuff, so I could mm-hmm. see if you wanted to like be cute. But that's not what she was there for. She was no, there for yeah. like specifically to hunt down. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it's not to me. That's an entirely different, an entirely different thing. And that the that's the sin. And it's just really sad that this movie came out in the 2000s and like that was her life goal. Because remember, at one point, Leslie was like, "What are you gonna? You don't have a job. Like, what are you gonna do with your life?" And she's like, "This is my job. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." Yeah, this is my job. Husband. My job. And you know what? There are, and, and you know, just to be fair, I'm not like dragging women who are like that because I'm just like, it's a you do you boo. Mm-hmm. That might be your job because you want to do that. I would love for somebody to marry me and tell me I do not have to work anymore. That is definitely would be a dream for me to not have to work, and I'm just doing things that I want to do. So oh, I don't me want to make it seem as but if I wouldn't like, drowning, like do this. But this character, the way I, I mean I'm just this character was just awful. She was just yeah. she had no compassion. She didn't they didn't even write it to where you would feel bad for her in any way. She was just vapid through and through. I mean there are people like that though. <laughs> yeah there are people like that who are vapid through and through and it's kind of like I mean I can understand you know work sweetie. I mean I don't want to work either but you you should at least like the guy. Like she didn't even really like him. Exactly. Or she no, was just she didn't and she didn't really care to. And, and then she got her Leslie. She was really getting Leslie to be the personal trainer so he could get back to work for her. Like she didn't yeah. even genuinely care about his well-being. No. Yeah. She needed him to go back to work so that she could go back to the stands. Yeah. That's what that was about. And when she thought, and she didn't even ask Leslie about his progress. She just assumed from different things. Like she was hearing on the TV because, you know, the TV was saying like, oh, I don't see how we can come back from that. She didn't even bother to ask Leslie, like, do you think he can? She just went, oh, people on the TV are saying he's washed up. I better move on to the next one. Yeah, I got to go. Like, it's been real. You're washed up. And I'm just like, you know, she is clearly not as a professional gold digger as she should be because he's still 
has money and going to have access to stuff. He would still have leverage. That was a bad gold digging plan. And that was bad gold digging writing in that, that one part. But I guess they had to do that. So Leslie and Scott could get together. Uh, like I said, that even in real life, there are people like that. Like she's essentially the black Amber Heard. You couldn't keep Johnny Depp. You had to go for Elon Musk. You can't, you had to keep going up. Like that's, had to that's keep essentially going. what she was. Yeah. I don't know much about Amber Heard, but from what I've, some of the stuff that I've seen, she doesn't seem like a nice person. Oh, no, 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 no. She like is clearly abusive, mm-hmm. if not physically, for Both. sure verbally. Both. Like I've, I've heard some of those recordings. I'm like, this is textbook, narcissistic, abusive, manipulative behavior. Final thoughts on Just Right. I think that it was a really good movie. I mean, the few tropes that I didn't like, you know, with... Um, Paula Patton's character I wasn't really a fan of. That was a dick move Laz Alonzo character did at the beginning. But the whole of it with her being able to be authentically like who she is, somebody loves her for exactly who she is and love her openly is something that I really like to see. And I liked that I got a Black love story without a lot of Black pain. Like she didn't have to be, you know, like it's Tyler Perry movies. She didn't have to be broken down and then have Dick Dick or Jesus save her. Like that's not what happened. He knew knew what her worth was as an individual. Uh And she walked away and she was listening to and getting offers. And she made the decision because she likes the Nets and they gave her an offer where she took that job because of that. Her life wasn't centered around a man and her like she wasn't like doing the like oh I'm crying in my car with the bad wig Tyler Perry it was just like you know what mm-hmm. this is messed up this is what happened I'm gonna pick myself up this is gonna work out for me and you know she was loved openly again she never just, got beat she didn't get beat <laughs> like you know she was still she a good beat. job and she ended up with a better <laughs> one yeah, she had a good she had a good family. You know, her parents, mm-hmm. her mom and dad was in her life. She had she you know she had good work friends. You know, she was able to be who she was in the beginning and in the end. I didn't get a makeover where she lost fifty pounds and she started yep. dressing like how the basketball wives. No, she was still sitting in the stands with her jeans and switched off her shirt like at the end and put on her like little jersey thing. Like I loved that because I believe. I like seeing love people loved openly and for being authentically who they are. Yes. So didn't do the story, like how they normally do in those movies. It was a good story for that. I, I also like that. Like she didn't have to change. No. They she had was, to re they just had to see who she really she was. was. She did not have to yeah. change. She she knew her worth. And she loved herself enough to know that if you can't love me for who I am, then you don't deserve me. There you go. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. I love it. And I feel like we did need to have Paula Patton's character because she was kind of the antithesis of that. Yeah. Like the blatantly so. Yeah. And I feel like it was a good contrast to see it. And at the end, she ended up, you know, she didn't have a man. She had no chance. But she didn't. And you know what else normally happens is like, I just think about all the rom-coms is Mm -hmm. normally Queen Latifah would have changed herself a little bit and done her hair and been like really fancy meeting him at the ball game, like fancied her up. Like they would have, she would have had to change to become like, they still would have condemned Paula Patton's character, but she would have had to become her a little bit to show like, yeah, this is what she did and this is how she got him. But she didn't do that at all. She was still Leslie. 
that's one of the things it reminds me of the movie uh the mayor has two faces which is a movie that i also love but what i love about it is even though barbara streisand did go through the changes and everything she when she got the man that she wanted she was like but wait, wait wait why do you want me now and she totally called out his bullshit she was like no 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 how is it you couldn't see the light in who i was before and so even though she did the transformation she was like i'm still gonna eat a ho-ho I'm going to be like, I am the same person. So yeah. she did the physical transformation, but was like, look at the, like her last, one of the last lines is she was like, I'm gaining weight as we speak. <laughs> so, so she was like, look, I didn't need to do this to get a man or to keep a man. What I needed to do was to appreciate myself yeah. and to not accept anything less. So I like the fact that this movie like just skipped all that and was Keep still like, why not? I'm good as she is. Yeah. And I also like the fact that like, even though she wanted to be in a relationship, she did not, she wasn't desperate for it. She wasn't, she wasn't like, desperate for it. And her identity wasn't based in having a man or being, yeah, in- she was, she didn't, her self-esteem wasn't tied to being in a relationship. Yeah. She, was she was good she was. as she was. She is who I want every woman to be have like the ability or the strength to be which is authentically who you are and love yourself in your own company enough to where like I know the way society works is you know you should get married and women should want to get married to a man and have this man find her whatever mm-hmm. but even if you never find that guy and you never get married I want women to be so comfortable and so in love with themselves and comfortable with their own company to where at the end of the day that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you can still have a fulfilling life without a husband. Because you still have friends. You still have platonic relationships that will have just as much, if not more, value in your life. You yeah, know? and she was willing to accept that, which is why she wasn't desperate. And that's I, and I like that because that's, I mean, that's where I am in my life. I wasn't, it took a minute for me to get here, but I'm just like, I enjoy my own company and I genuinely love myself and I know I'm dope as shit. So at this point, I don't, I don't have that. Depth. My thing is you've got to convince me to marry you. You have to convince me why I should get out of my bubble because I'm happy and, and allow you in my life with whatever baggage you got going on. Cause I got a good thing going on over here because sex is easy. Right. You get that. So, I mean, I need you to convince me why I should marry you. And I wish more women could be like that and understand that because, and even the science backs it, getting married shortens our lives. And it extends their lives. We are literally trading our lives, years of our lives, to that get married. That seems backwards. Uh-uh. That's, it seems um, backwards as shit. Because I remember reading, and these are like real studies. People can look it up if they're listening. Men live longer by having a spouse. And women's when they marry men. So if you're a lesbian, y'all going to live some long, happy lives together, living your best lesbian lives. But <laughs> Right, woman, and you're with this man, you just need to understand that he's going to shorten your life like it's out there. That's crazy. Yes, yeah. That puts a whole new spin on it like getting married. Spin. Yeah. But I would encourage you and then your audience to look it up because it's true. Benefits men to get married if they're like, they usually have a longer and healthier life when they get married and the opposite is for women that's nuts i might just stay single now you know that's when i was like lesbians are really winning and that's when i knew that for me being gay isn't a choice i'm like would i really choose this bullshit i mean consider the benefits i don't think i would i think they're kind of winning right now (laughs) after i learned that stat and i'm like there's a lot of reasons but that one right there 
you are literally changing, trading years of your life for this man. So this man would have to be a damn sure had to be worth it. Yep. And I do like how, even though he had his moments uh, when he brought the, the friend back, the, you know, her friend back into his life, even though he let that happen, he still like, he was still worth it because when she, you know, when he went out on the date with her, and she was like, oh, and we can do this. And she's planning like vacations and shit. He's like, "Lo, pump the brakes. Slow your roll. Like we, like I literally just let you back calm all the way down. And like, she's like, Look, are you going to be serious about this or not? And he was like, bitch, you left me. Like what? No, calm down. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to be able to just jump back in and everything was going to be everything. And yeah, which like, is, I apologized. We're good now. Back to the way it was. Which is a life lesson, meaning, you know, when you hurt someone and you cause them pain, you don't have, like, you don't steer when that person can, will start forgiving. Like, you can't control that. Like, you hurt them mm-hmm. and they are not obligated to just let you in their life the way things were. Yeah. So this, this movie had a lot of good lessons. A lot of good stuff. Then it had Dwight Howard. He's a little lame as, a, as a, an actor. He came in for a few scenes. <laughs> I would like to never see that again. Doesn't make me excited about Space Jam because I don't think basketball players can really act like that. We'll see what LeBron can do. So then you had a little bit of those moments. And then, of course, I love Pam Greer. Well, speaking of like having cross media, I guess, or cross genre, both leads in this movie are not traditionally actors no they're both Queen latifah rapper. was a rapper they're both rappers yeah As but well, they still both of them were better actors than paula Patton, who's nothing but an actress uh, but is she an actress she's a she is a model she's, with lines. She, acts, she acts as a profession she is a model with lines let me tell you, because she is beautiful. I'll to give you that for sure. Mm-hmm. And she seems like a sweet person, but she's just not a good actress. Um, but Pam Greer was in there. Bonus points mm-hmm. for that. And most importantly, bonus points because Laz Alonzo is in there, even if he's only there. <laughs> I love that's your bonus point. Like yeah, the most important bonus point. <laughs> most importantly, Laz Alonzo is in there. He's only in there for like five minutes, but those five minutes are good five minutes. Yeah, with him being a dick to her at the end. At the end of it. I mean, he's just, he's so fine now. Oh my gosh. Is this what I sound like when I talk about Chris Evans and Henry Cavill? Probably. Probably. (laughs) And I mean, and you know, I didn't even start liking Chris Evans. I thought he was attractive until Infinity War. And I think it was the beard. Really? Wow. I I liked him back in um, in Fantastic Four. Like back, fucking cellular. Yeah. That's how far back. That that parody movie he did. Not another teen movie. Yeah, or something, whatever he did. Yeah. Like, honestly, I never found Chris Evans attractive at all until I saw Infinity War. Okay, so to be fair, he was a total goofball back then. Like, when he was doing The Losers, Not Another Teen Movie, all that stuff, he was a goofball. He didn't really become a serious actor to me until I saw London. And that's when I was like, oh, he really can act. And then um, I saw Puncture and Snowpiercer. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he can really act, but just like physically, he never did anything for me. But from the moment I saw Laz Alonzo in half and half as a guest spot, when like he's a dick in that scene too. So I'm not going to recommend you. <laughs> guy, He's not. And Stomp the Yard, who he's also a dick in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at being a dick. But uh, like every single thing, he's not a dick in the boys. He's a dick-ish. But he's kind really- of. Because he- like, he's a dick-ish. I mean, kinda, yeah. 
Like he was a good guy and jumped the broom, you know. Yes, one role out of like seven. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long from the moment I saw him, I was like, this he's the one. And if I ever had the opportunity, oh my goodness. I I would absolutely get with him and that would be the one moment that even though I said I don't want any more children I'm like you but you'll make me consider <laughs> I might have I might have I mean and if you, oh my gosh. I had a, I had a very rough pregnancy so if I'm like would say I would consider getting pregnant by you like that's a big thing like he would he would make me reconsider maybe I might want to have one more time <laughs> I mean maybe oh my goodness that's the one guy but that's you know that's for me that was my bonus uh i don't that's really what, have a, an actor like that the closest one is probably chris evans yeah like i yeah if i had the opportunity if i could listen if he ever looked at me and said actually i want to take you i say i would say we are absolutely going out you tell me where we need to be okay you know what i just when you said that that reminded me <laughs> you know enrique iglesias he has this song the radio edit is tonight i'm loving you but the actual song is tonight i'm fucking you yeah I was like, I will randomly tweet, like, if I'm in a club and Enrique Iglesias walks up to me and says, tonight I'm fucking you, he is 100% correct. He, yeah. no lie was detected. Yeah. <laughs> because. Like, that's the one, and there, I can't think of any other celebrity that I like that much, other than Laz Alonzo, because, you know, they're just people, but that one mm-hmm. right there. If, but there's the some gorgeous people. They are, and, but if the opportunity was presented to me, and he speaks Spanish, yeah, because he's also Cuban, so I'm just like, boy, I know that is sexy when he's speaking <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> I just know it is. And then, oh I mean, I just really, I can go over the myriad of reasons why I love Lazlo Manzo physically mm-hmm. and, and like mentally. I won't, you know, bore your audience with that. But the just look at the material. <laughs> just look at them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> look at the material. He's all right. But I, like I said, he, like, that's why Henry Cavill's not on my list, because they crossed that line. They got too big. Not big as in fat, but like big muscular. I don't know. So I'm hoping that once he's done with, you know, the boys of the superhero thing, unless Marvel or DC taps him. No, I don't think so because that's just, like you said, that's kind of Hollywood right now. Yeah. That's just kind of where they're at. Maintain that for forever. He's like in his late forties. Yeah, but I don't know. We do see The Rock still holding on with all his whatever yep. he's making. Well, The Rock is all—he's also half Samoan. I mean, he always had a larger frame. Yeah, because it's and, and The Rock used to be my guy, even when he used to have hair and um, when he was playing with the Tooth Fairy and all that stuff. Like, so The Rock is definitely handsome. I liked him a lot more when he wasn't as big as he is now. Yes. Well, to me, The Rock was always too big. Um, I liked Vin Diesel back at Riddick. So there's always like that one movie where they're perfect. Riddick for me or Pitch Black. That was when Vin Diesel was perfect. After that, he got too big. And Vin Diesel like for it. me is so unattractive. I would never. And I he just does not come across as a good conversationalist. That's a very Southern way of saying that I think he's dumb. And I don't <laughs> think I would be able to because I am very unattracted to people who are just like, oh my God, you're just dumb. It's like willfully dumb. I just can't. Well, I that if I were having a conversation with him and, and I mean, I could be wrong and I might be being prejudiced against his voice and his like little, I just, and I, I think can't just playful. I don't think he's dumb yeah. because he was smart enough to be able to like, he, before he was known, he wrote and directed and produced his own short films. And it was one of those films that got him a role in Saving Private Ryan. And it was his role. He was able to leverage that to a full on career 
to where now he was right. He's like producing and half the movies he's in, he has a say in the writing, even if he doesn't get a writing credit, he has a say in the stories, like all of the fast fantastic four movies that he is in, that he has produced. He has ha- had a say in the script. So I don't think he's dumb. I just I think, think that maybe he, he might be, he might be dumb those things that's good in that, but in real life, I, I, just, I don't know. And I could just be prejudiced because it's not even because he has muscles or anything. Cause I don't think the rock is dumb. It's just that I don't, he just does not come across to me as somebody who I would enjoy convert. Like I wouldn't be on a zoom with him for this long. I don't think we could, would make it. Well, okay. I will say this. He does have, Mm, an abrasive personality should we say like he has that old school i'm gonna call you pretty and even and not really have say anything of substance to women kind of a demeanor yeah so i get that yeah so and that would make me feel some kind of way right i can i can see where that's from but like i'm just talking about like physically like what his body looked like yeah just his body but his body without his face I'm not even down with his face. Like Channing Tatum. I don't understand the height. No, I, I don't, don't get think it. I don't get at it. all. But he yeah. has an excellent face. I think white women be going crazy over Channing Tatum when Joe, I can't even say, say his name right. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The other guy <laughs> in Mike and Magic yeah. Mike. Like, yeah. He's right there. He's right. What are you doing? Looking at Channing Tatum. Dude is right there. He's right there. I uh, I think he's too big too. Yeah, I, don't, he, I just don't like, I don't like overly muscular. He played in Spider-Man. He had his first little clip in Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and he was really small. But you know, when he did, uh, dang, the vampire the werewolf. Yeah, True Blood. I was saying when he was playing the werewolf guy, Yeah, um, Alisade, or hopefully I'm saying it right. He had to get buff for that. And I think he just maintained. Yeah. Um, I think his last name is pronounced Manginello. I'm not. Manginello. But I think. That's and then he's, now he's married to Sophia Vergara. So I mean, you got to maintain your hotness for her because she's. <laughs> yes. But he, see, but like I said, even to me, like that's, I don't, and I do not get it with the Channing Tatum. I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't, I don't get it with Channing Tatum. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. <laughs> ice in the body as does as does Vin Diesel, but I, I mean, I see that's what I'm saying. Like for me, I'm biased because I don't like the big muscly, like I don't like that big buff look. I like just like a normal looking person. Yeah, and you can be normal looking at like him too, because I think Jake Gyllenhaal is cute. Oh, he's perfect. So the people I'm naming, I'm like, well, because I don't really, out of all of them, I didn't find shade tanning. And like of all the people that we talked about, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is probably the smartest. I believe that he he definitely looks like we could have a conversation. Oh, he, yes. Like yes. I feel like we could talk about him about a lot of random shit. Like we could also talk about, you know, I feel like he we could watch the cosmos and have a de- in depth discussion. Yeah, about, and you might actually learn something from him. And I feel like yeah. I would learn. And I've always liked guys like yeah. that who are really smart that I can learn something from and we can like have that conversation. But I also like for him to be like funny and a little bit of a goofball and not take it too seriously. I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I follow him on, um, I think it's Instagram. He's like one of, he and Tom Holland are the only two people I actually give a shit about on Instagram. Well, <laughs> it's like, they, cause they're so funny. Like they're, yeah. I need to follow their TikToks are hilarious. Or not TikToks, but their, their Instagram, like, Tom Holland, they they did these tours back when Spider-Man uh, Far From Home came out. Oh my gosh. Jake Gyllenhaal has a dry sense of humor, which to me is absolutely perfect because that's my sense of humor. Yeah, and I like that. And I think he could also be a little sarcastic, which I like that. Like I oh, feel like I, love, he is I feel like there was 
you know, if I can't, if I couldn't have Laz Alonzo, because I think he can do all of that for me too. And then he also speaks Spanish. That this you're is just not, you're going to die on this hill. Because there's just a little, just a little extra oomph. I mean, it just does. Especially when it's during sexy time. I'm little, it's just a little something, something. But I feel like if, if, it, if I had to name like somebody else, I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal, if he said he would have a type, because he didn't get buff either. Like that would be my type. Yes. Yes. And, and that's it. He's perfect as he is. And he didn't fall into the whole, like he did, he did have to um, change physically for uh, one of the fighting roles that he did, but he did not become like, he didn't go from like a size three to a size 10. Like he didn't, yeah. he, he didn't completely, he just like, he stayed slim and he just became super muscular as a slim dude. So well, he's still in that normal range. He didn't like he came in. What like I, I said, Instagram is definitely like listening to conversations because all I typed was Jake, and then his he was the first thing that popped up. Yep. <laughs> you didn't even have to type the G. They were like, "No, we got you. We no, heard." They knew we, exactly we like what, who I was talking about, but that would be like I think like personality and everything wise, regular size person who seems like he has a good personality. That's also smart. I am willing to trade years of my life for Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like I would, be some, I would have my, the trade off would have to be some somebody like that. I would have to really say, uh-huh. no matter how long I live, I really enjoyed living my life with you as a partner. Like I wouldn't, I would, in order for me to marry somebody, I don't be like, yeah, we can try to make this work and it's going to be hard. No, 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 no. I'm not going to marry somebody if the relationship's going to be hard. I don't think relationships should be this hard as some of these married people be talking about. As far as I'm right. concerned, you're married to the wrong person. Thank and I was you. also fortunate enough to be raised around people in healthy, long-term, happy marriages mm-hmm. who have been open and honest about relationships and their marriage ups and downs and stuff. And one thing I will not do, and, and I have been told this, my aunt, my auntie Tree says this all the time, but, but you do need to marry someone who you can enjoy a living life with. And if yeah, I can- I follow the principle of like, marry your best friend. Yeah, like it would need to happen. Like you can't just be with just anybody. And if this whole like, oh, it's going to be so hard and emotionally draining. Absolutely not. I'm not marrying you because I'm losing life probably double time now because I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could be best friends with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I feel like I would still enjoy life. I think we would still have fun. Like, I think he's laid back, which is how I am. Like, I don't think he yeah. would put on airs. I mean, this is the same guy who will seem like stop. He, he will take a break from his blockbuster hollywood career to go do an off-broadway down the street play yeah and he like does I, it not because he does he's not getting jobs like he will turn down jobs so that he could do that yeah i think yeah he like i said he seems like somebody who in, like i would enjoy living life with for me okay so we've settled it just right let us know that both of us would marry jake gyllenhaal at the end of the day <laughs> that's what well, we got out of this gyllenhaal, but if ashley had the opportunity i would marry last first okay i'm you know what i then i deserve jake because like i still love chris evans but yeah jake, i would i think i would probably like, rather would, marry jake gyllenhaal i would easily choose jake gyllenhaal over chris evans but i would still choose Laz alonso over both of them well Chris Evans is my Laz Alonzo. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't trade Laz for it. So then you would deserve him because I'm like, I mean, no. I'm not trading him for yeah. you. I'm not going to trade Laz for him. However, we are both on the same accord that we would both marry Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Yeah. So at the end of the day. You we, have options, Jake. You, you do. You have options. <laughs> and if like you, he's ever going to hear this. Like he's ever going to listen. At the end of the day, 
you're gonna try Lonzo Les Alonzo. I get Jake Gyllenhaal, but we could both we would both be happy to have Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I wouldn't be settling. I would be accepting. I would be settling. <laughs> In the latest edition, are you going to kill? Are you going to myself? Like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, Jackie's right. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we've we've final the finalized, settled. I get Jake Gyllenhaal. You get Laz Alonso. Yeah, unless I can't get Laz Alonso, and then Jack Jake is going to have to figure out what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. No, too late. <laughs> too late. No, just like in the movie. Just like in the movie, you no. can't do that. Okay, <laughs> I get it because I was there first, and I was there longer. Okay, and I actually. I'm there and I'm not settling. So I guess at the end, like, go Paula, Paula Patton. Yes, <laughs> do what Paula Patton did. And she's like, you go, girl. That was so corny when she said that shit at the it end. It really was. Because you know she would not have done that. No. In real life, if that was she was a real character, she would have been all pissed off and left and acted like, oh my God, I can't believe she did this to me. He was my my fiance. Yeah. Like, you know that she would not have been you go girl. She wouldn't have done that. But I would truly say you go girl. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, where can people find you? I, I don't have a podcast, but I am on Twitter at um, Ashley Stevens or at The Acumen. Okay. So follow her on Twitter at The Acumen. Ashley Stevens. I think I'm the only Ashley Stevens. Okay. Where it's my name together like that. But it's Ashley Stevens at The Acumen on Twitter. All right. Check her out. And next month, we're going back to the standard format of every Thursday. Today is the last day uh, of Black History, and it is in your honor. We ended it on. We did a Lazalanzo sandwich. We opened with Stomp the Yard, and we're ending on Just Right. Mm-hmm. And it felt just right, pun intended. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you like this episode. Do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us a five-star rating or any other app. Drop us a like. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks.